Well, hello there. Welcome to the professional wellness session with Constance. I am your host, Constance Wallace, a professional wellness coach. I cannot wait to dive in and explore different ways we can make sure we are practicing professional wellness in our lives. As a reminder, the information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Go ahead and grab your favorite beverage and get comfy so that we can begin exploring professional wellness. Let's get started. Hello. Welcome to the Professional Wellness Session with Constance Podcast. As you can see today, it is just me, Constance. I'm Constance Wallace, a licensed professional counselor and professional wellness coach. So what I want to talk about today uh, is the phenomenon that has taken the country by storm. And that phenomenon is none other than Ms. Risa Tisa on who the F did I marry? So I wanted to really talk more about her and um, her experiences that she shared uh, because one of the reasons is because I'm seeing a mental health therapist talk about um, what she shared and their concerns. And then I see other therapists sharing that they applaud her for what she's shared. And one of the thoughts that I had uh, before I listened was, oh, I don't know if I'm going to watch and listen to all 50 parts. But after I went to dinner with a fellow clinician and we talked about it and she shared why she thought it was such a great um, opportunity for others to connect with some of the things that are shared uh, during those uh, 50 parts. I decided that I wanted to check it out. Well, needless to say, I pretty much did not get anything done that day. I listened to it um, all in about a day and a half. Um, and I couldn't stop. I really could not stop listening to it. And one of the things that I really appreciated by what she shared um, is the fact that she took so much ownership the fact that she took accountability for where she uh, went wrong. But actually, let me back up. Let me back up and give some of you some insight if you are not familiar with what I'm talking about. So Who the F Did I Marry is a 50-plus part um, TikTok series. It's a playlist that someone who goes under the name Risa Tisa and that's not her uh, real name. She decided to utilize TikTok's 10 minute platform um, to load a video for 10 minutes um, and load 50 different parts. And I say 50 plus because some of them, um, the parts that she uploads are clarifications um, or questions that she sees in the comments. So she is sharing her experience of dating marrying and divorcing someone uh, during essentially the early days of the pandemic. And it's been interesting, some of the feedback that I see from others 
online about this. Uh, but I really appreciate the fact that she shared it. First of all, she didn't share it while she was currently in that relationship, which I definitely would discourage someone from doing. And she um, shared it when she was at a place of more um, seemingly at peace. She detailed, she is so detailed in what she shares regarding how she met this person, um, just the trajectory of the relationship. And as I said, she points out, what are the red flags that she missed? Um, and some of the, one of the things that I have not been a fan of um, as a clinician is seeing um, uh, some clinicians, some therapists, with um, the negative um, way in which they have received her sharing her story. Um, and the title of this podcast is The Professional Wellness Session. So for, for one, I applaud Risa Tisa with the ability to maintain employment while she experienced everything that she details that in itself is like okay you did that <laughs> you continue to keep your job when you were in this relationship and you're starting to question and slowly figure out who did i marry um, so that's one thing, and that's one of the reasons why I did want to talk about this on this podcast. And stay tuned, there will be another podcast uh, where I will have a clinician to come on and share what their thoughts are um, about this, um, about the TikTok series. But so that's one thing, um, the fact that she was able to maintain her professional wellness. And so with that being said, one of the things that has been disturbing for me to see clinicians um, kind of speak negatively uh, about her sharing her experience as a clinician who works specifically with trauma. One of the things that I've uh, learned uh, while working with uh, individuals who have experienced trauma is start to reframe the way in which people uh, utilize coping skills or what skills they do utilize to cope. How do they cope with life situations? So I don't, I try to stay away from saying this is bad versus this is good. And by saying this is what helped you at that particular time, and now that you're in a different place in your life and you have a different ability to cope or you have access um, to different resources, now let's cope in a different way. The cope, the way in which you coped in the beginning is what kept you alive. Now we can truly access different resources to cope in a different way. So I, for one, am, um, and like I said, I mean, just the fact that she maintained employment, seemingly maintained her sanity while going through that relationship is something that is remarkable. I also think that it is important that 
we remove the level of shame for being in a relationship that brings or brought about shame. And I'm sure now that she's shared it with the world, brings that shame back. And I don't think that it means that um, you should uh, just refrain from sharing uh, just difficult experiences that you've had. I also don't think that everyone should document their life because everyone is not built the same. Everyone does not have the same support system for some for someone. It may not have been feasible for them to not share details of what was going on in their relationship with their family or with their friends. For other people, for her, for example, it seems she has her own reasons, and I'll get into more of that um, at another time. But she had her reasons for why she didn't share. And and actually, let's kind of dig into that now. When you are going through a tough time in your life, especially if you're in a relationship that is not going the way in which you had imagined, some people, they do tell their family and their friends, and then they feel an immense amount of shame. Some people don't tell their family and their friends because they are ashamed. They feel so much shame. And also, they don't tell because they may not quite be ready to leave. And they know that if they tell their loved ones about the difficult relationship that they're in, their loved ones are rightfully going to want to rescue them. They're going to tell them, you gotta go. Let's go, what time do I need to be over there? to figure out what's going to happen. And so I think that there are a lot of takeaways from what she shared on those 50 plus parts of who the F did I marry. And to be honest, I think that that is something that so many individuals, whether it's men, women, non-binary, that they ask themselves quite frequently, but there is a level of shame with I got married and now I've realized a week in, two weeks in, three weeks in, this is not the marriage for me. So let's take for example, um, Kim Kardashian. When she married, and I'm, um, I, I think I'm remembering his name correctly, correctly. I think it was, is it Chris Humphrey? Something of those, uh, along those lines. The basketball player. It was the joke of the internet uh, that, and all on the news stories, um, everywhere it was plastered that she had had such a short marriage. It was the laughing stock of the country and maybe of the world that people were looking at it and just tearing it apart. However, when we really look at it, regardless of what the feeling and the thinking may be about Kim Kardashian, isn't it actually a good thing that you realized early in that this is not the person that I am meant to spend my life with? But people stay in relationships out of shame. And then when you think about how is that impacting the person who is in this unhealthy relationship? How is that actually impacting them professionally? 
Are you able to focus when you go to work? Are you able to sleep at night? And we know that sleep can definitely impact your productivity in life. If you are a parent, how is that impacting your mood as a parent? How is that impacting your mood in your relationships overall? So it's really important to make sure that you are in the happiest and healthiest place within yourself and with others. And if that means that a day after you marry that person, you're asking, who did I just marry? (laughs) And I need to figure something out and change some things, then that's what you need to do. So again, I, I think that it is a great thing um, that this was shared because it is a conversation and she shares the reason why she decided to go public was to help someone else, to help other women specifically who may be feeling, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure if this is the right one. Ooh, something feels like it's a miss. And let's be clear. She was not the first person to be scammed. Not at all. I've heard disparaging comments that have been made about the type of person that could have experienced this level of a scam. Okay, have we already forgotten about Inventing Anna that was on Netflix? And that was the talk of the country for a long time. And she went to prison for the level of scam she was able to do. Did she get a loan from the bank? She scammed a lot of people. And these were a lot of celebrities or in famous or in that world that she gained access to. She was a scammer. And she's getting paid now after doing her time in prison. So let's be very clear when we start um, having a lot of judgments about what Risa Tisa bravely shared about the experience that she had in her life. Also, when you look at Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway married someone who was a scammer. And they also, that person, her ex-husband, also scammed other wealthy individuals. So let's be really clear when there is the criticism regarding uh, Risa Tisa sharing very intensely, very detail-oriented. She shares her experiences of figuring out who the F did I marry? I think it's also something that it gives us an opportunity to talk about how women specifically can feel pressured to get married. There is a lot of pressure for a woman to be married and to have children. People don't like to acknowledge it. Sometimes it's knowledge, sometimes it isn't. I remember having uh, a debate um, online um, with a male who was saying a lot of negative things about Tracy Ellis Ross because she was continuously, um, or she was sharing how happy she was with her status as a single woman. And the thought 
from this man. This man is dictating to a woman. Well, you can't be happy because you're saying it. Well, I mean, if she's that happy, why does she have to continuously say it? Is the same said if a woman says, oh, this is my husband, this is my husband, this is my husband, this is my husband. Is it continuously thought, wow, she must really not be happy because she mentions her husband a lot? No. So there is a mentality that a woman on her own is not enough. And that if a woman is not married, she's not enough. And we have to be honest about the pressure that puts on women to enter into relationships quickly, to enter into marriage quickly, and to possibly start a family before they truly want to start a family, if they even want to. It's from societal pressure. And again, this comes back to you being professionally well. Because if you're working in an environment in which there is the constant pressure amongst your coworkers of, we've got to get you with somebody, you've got to get married, you can't live on your own forever, that's, that's pressure that's being put on that person. And so I really think that this is a reminder for all of us to be very mindful and aware of the in, um, insinuations that are made when you're asking someone about their relationship status, about their marital status, and pressuring them and telling them essentially that they don't have <laughs> which is like, wow. And then on the other hand, there can be a lot of judgment of, well, why would you ever even marry that person? Why did you stay with that person for that long? So you really cannot win for losing. If you have not listened to um, the 50 plus part uh, TikTok videos, it's on, she has a playlist. Risa Tisa has a playlist. Um, I don't know if you uh, have to listen to all of it. I did that. And like I said, I... Uh, I feel like I have a deeper level of understanding versus getting the cliff note. Um, but it is a lot of time. <laughs> I think also what came up with uh, this, um, uh, who the F did I marry that went viral. I think something also um, that happened with that, which is also what happened with Club Shay Shay, his interview with um, Cat Williams is that there is consistently this thought that Americans have a very short attention span. And that is constantly being challenged because with Risa Tisa, that was 50 videos that are roughly about 10 minutes each. So do the math, that is not short form um, content. And it's not something that you watch in one sitting and, or I'll say you can't watch that in uh, an hour and you're done. But no, it's a dedication. And also when, um, with Club Shay Shay, I will freely admit that I actually watched it twice. And with that, I have thoughts about that as well. Um, one of those is again, it came back to professional wellness. 
regardless of if you agree or you believe what Cat Williams described, where what he's describing is essentially his material being stolen. And he shares other comedians that he feels and, and that they've shared that their, uh, their content uh, was stolen. One of the things that I thought about with that was, how does that impact you professionally? How does that impact your professional wellness? So all of us, or I won't say all of us, but I'll say many of us in different fields, especially as creators um, or as a business owner, it's something that you can reflect upon. If you have something, an idea that you have created, that you've put out into the world at some point, regardless of if it's in a smaller setting or a larger setting, and then you see someone else uh, repeating something that you feel you were the first one to introduce, how does that impact you as a professional? Does that make you feel as though whoa, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to continue in this field anymore. I don't want to put any of my ideas out anymore. If I'm putting them out, people are taking it and putting their spin on it. And I've been working so hard and I don't get to see the fruit of my labor, but someone else I feel has stolen my work and they're getting so much more um, interaction or they're getting paid more, or they're getting more deals from something that was mine. So when I listen to his special, as I said, I will admit, I watched it twice. <laughs> and listen, I said it was his special. It wasn't, but he made it into where it felt like it was a Netflix special. But one of the thoughts that came up for me was, how does that impact you as a professional and your wellness? And so I want to button this up um, because, like I said, I will have, um, uh, I will be speaking to a clinician soon to get their thoughts and we'll continue to dissect um, the TikTok uh, series. I guess, I don't know if that's the proper um, terminology to say it's a series, but we will continue to dissect it. But I was thinking about it from that professional wellness um, perspective. And when you think about going through a really, really rough breakup or a really, really toxic relationship, how has it impacted you in your wellness as a professional? And it doesn't mean, um, it doesn't limit you to I'm a professional, I'm an entrepreneur, or I'm working this type of job. It means if you're a cashier and you've had a difficult night with your partner, how does that impact how you show up at work? If you are working at the car dealership and you're a mechanic and you've had a rough night, a rough week, a rough year with your partner, how does that impact how you show up? And what are those coping skills that you're utilizing that have helped you maintain employment and have allowed you to remain well on the outside where other people may not see 
what is happening on the inside. So I would love to hear from you all. If you've experienced something, it doesn't have to be to the level of what Risa Tisa experienced. It doesn't have to be to the level of what Cat Williams described. But if you've experienced being realizing that something you thought was true was not true, how has that impacted you? If you've experienced what you felt was your material being stolen, how did that impact your wealth? So let me know. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you so much for your patience um, as I have been getting back um, into the groove of recording podcasts, um, uh, speaking about wellness. Um, as I shared when I first started my podcast, I had recently lost my mother and I didn't realize how difficult the holiday season would be for me. And it was, it was difficult in the way that I just did not have the energy to even publish interviews that I had already done. So remain well as a professional. Take the time that you need to cope, whether it's grieving, it's loss, it's disappointment, whatever it is, do what you need to do to maintain your job. If you need to take some time off, do that as well. That's what I did, had to take some time and still see my clients, still show up for my clients, but I, I, I had to take some time away from recording podcast episodes or publishing podcast episodes to make sure that I was well as a professional. So once again, thank you so much for your patience as I continue to get back um, in the groove of things. And I look forward to you all listening to the next few episodes. Stay well. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey to professional wellness by listening to the professional wellness session with Constance podcast. Are you following me on Instagram yet? If not, make sure you follow professional wellness session and you can also find out more information about the private practice, which is positive outlook group about the podcast and about professional wellness coaching by going to my website, www.positiveoutlookllc.com. I hope you have a wonderful day and continue being well. See you next time.